Hoody hoo. Hi guys. Welcome to episode. What are we at? I'm just going to say 60. Yes. So now whatever episode that might have been 60, you're now 61. Ha. No, I think this really is 60. Uh, so anyway, um, yeah, this was my friend Dorsey. Um, honestly, I really like, I reached out to him a while back and I didn't really know much about his story. I actually, I actually mixed up two people's stories and I thought he was someone else. Um, but it, it doesn't matter. It came out better than I thought. I, 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 like I said, I talked to him a couple minutes before hitting the button, but before going live, um, but no, I, I, it was fun. Like I, he, what a good guy, good guy. Um, like I said, I really, I really, I said at the end of the podcast, but I really want nothing but the best for this guy. Um, and you know, I, I won't like every so often I get some stupid asshole that likes to comment on, uh, you know, just throw in, you know, like, oh, like the homeless one homeless episode where it was like, oh, you know, she should have got a job, just shit like that. Like, I don't tolerate that. Like, I don't look, people have a right to say whatever they want, especially towards me, whatever. But when you go after the guest, I, I, I just, I don't, I don't tolerate it. But if somebody literally went after this guy, like were to comment something stupid, I will not stop <laughs> because I'm, I'm, I'm not, it's not that I'm very, protect- I just like, I just, I'm very appreciative of all these people. I really am. I just didn't know any of them until you know, whatever weeks ago or months ago or days ago. So, um, yeah, anyway, uh, but yeah, guy, he's, like he said, he's, he's a very sweet person. And, um, like I said, it's one of those things where everybody's, you know, what they say, it's skin deep, you know, like whether you like his outer appearance or not, he's a very, like, he's a very great person and that's really what matters. Um, and, uh, yeah, like I said, he, he made me kind of how I was been feeling lately. He made me feel, I don't want to say stupid for how I was feeling because it was genuine, but it was just like, you know, he, he, again, when I interview these people, I feel really inspired and they they bring something out of me. So, um, you know, I thank you all for that, for all of you that have been on it, even the people that are my friends and have been on it before, or I knew you before you were on. Um, but yeah, guys, um, like I said, just... Be well and uh, welcome, my friend Dorsey. Thanks, guys. Boy, well, not bye. Welcome, Dorsey. All right, everybody, we're back with another episode. Um, so, as again, I always say that I'm constantly trying to find good guests. Uh, this is a guy I reach out to on Podmatch because uh, I really liked his story. Um, so, you want us to tell us your name and uh, you know what your disability is? Yeah, my name is Dorsey. And I was born with a birth defect called Apolit Syndrome. All right. And what, what is that? Apolit Syndrome is a birth defect of the hands and the face. And when I was born, my forehead was pushed out with my eyes and nose were pushed back into my head and my fingers and toes were fused. To get them, you had no individual movement of them. And because of my sore spot not being there and I had a fused skull, the doctors told my parents that I wouldn't make it and that I wouldn't survive and to put me into a 
institution and thankfully because of their faith and because of their belief in God, they said, no, we're not going to, you know, put him in the, into, an, into an institution. We'll just take him home and see what will happen and see how he'll be able to survive and be able to overcome the difficulties and the challenges that, you know, were going to affect me during my lifetime. Right. Um, and, and just for the record, how old are you now? I'm 44. And I'm assuming that... And you... I was born... Go ahead, buddy. I was born on January 16th, uh, 1977. So, and, and they said you weren't supposed to live this long? Correct. They could... <clears throat> yeah, correct. They said that I would be brain dead and that, you know, I wouldn't survive at birth and then other doctors that my parents had talked to said that I wouldn't live past the age of 18 because of my disability and, you know, other issues, I guess, that I had. You know, they said that I wouldn't live past the age of 18. Right. Um, so what do the doctors say now when you're you know, tw over 20 years past the deadline they gave you. Right. They say I'm doing well. You know, they say, you know, all my organs are functioning normally. You know, I'm doing well, you know, with my epilepsy. I haven't had a seizure since 2014. And everything, right now, everything's going well. Thank God for me. Oh, that's good, buddy. I'm happy for you. Um Yeah. Now you said you said your fingers and toes are fused together. Is it like a like a webbing? Like it's just it it was, and you know that's part of my story. Throughout my lifetime, I had to have many operations to, you know, reconstruct my face and to reconstruct my hands to make them more functional and to be able to make me, you know, look more normal. And that's why they had to reconstruct my face so that I can, you know, be able to breathe better through my nose and to be able to, you know, talk better or to be able to eat better right. and even be able to use my fingers better. So that, that's why they separated my, my fingers. And at this point, my toes are still, you know, wet together right but i'm still able to you know walk i'm still able to be able to run i'm still be able to do all those things that you know doctor said you know even told my parents so hey look he'll have to <coughs> he'll have to wear braces growing up to be able to help him you know be able to walk and to be able to run and I never had to wear any type of braces in my lifetime. Right. Oh, that's great. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess you just technically don't need to spread your toes to, like, walk as long as you have toes to kind of keep the balance. Right. Um, 
Yeah, I guess that's not too bad. Um, as far as like your speech, um, as you know, I'm not, I'm not. Trust me, I'm not making fun of you. Like, is is that part no, of with your, with your nose, or is that um, something with your mouth? It's something with my mouth because I have the um, my tongue, you know, bigger than you know probably most people, I guess. Right, right. And I also have the the palate in my mouth is um, higher than more you know, than normal people as well. So I think that's where the speech impediment, you know, comes from. Right. And you know, when I was in school, I had to have you know a lot of speech classes to, you know, learn to speak better and learn to pronounce words and pronounce. <coughs> yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure that's got to be frustrating because you're obviously not a dumb guy and you've been, right. through, you've been through so much, but obviously, you know, whether it's looks or sounds or whatever with you, it's vocally well, as soon as someone hears that speech impediment, it's almost like, oh, you you know, your special needs or something wrong with you. And, you know, that's got to be frustrating, especially for someone in his 40s. And you've been through so much that you've been through. Um, right. And it's like no matter what you do, it's like you can't really change most people. I mean, I guess you don't have to. I mean, it's not your job. But it does got to be right. frustrating as an older man trying to, you know, make it in the world and people, all they can hear is your voice. Right. And I mean, sometimes people don't, you know, pick up on it, or if they do, they don't, you know, they don't really mention it. I mention it in my speeches sometimes, or my, in my sermons when I go, when I go, <clears throat> when I go and speak at different services and different churches, I'll mention it. Mm. Just to, because that's part of my story, you know, when I, you know, with my story, and even a couple of years ago, I wanted to go back and try to even improve my speech to be able to help people understand me better. You know, when I so when I go to speak, they understand what I'm saying. Right. And I think sometimes even when I'm on the phone, you know, people don't understand me or they think that, you know, it's maybe a prank phone call, so they'll, you know, hang up on me if they don't know exactly who I am or they don't exactly know why I'm calling them. Right, or they think you're doing a, a prank. Right. Well, I mean, you, honestly, you actually speak with, like, a good, uh, like, a nice pace where, like, I think if you talked really fast, it would be hard. Like, you, there's a couple words, right. even for me, if I'm being honest. But, like, in general, like, I pick up on pretty much everything you say. Like, you're, you do really well, so. Right. Thank you. You're, you're welcome. Um, so what, what was, um, what was, like, your younger years, like, as far as being a child? I mean, obviously, you knew you were different. So what, what was it like as a kid just trying to you know, be a kid, but with right. your condition. Yeah. Well, my, thankfully my parents, you know, they allowed me to figure out for myself, you know, what I could and could not do. And yes, I had limitations and there were things that I couldn't do, but for the most part, you know, I wanted to try and at least, you know, you know, live, you know, a quote-unquote normal life. So I was out there, you know, like anyone else. 
playing baseball and in the um, street playing football and playing basketball and doing all these things that, you know, other kids were doing. And I didn't want to, you know, hinder myself from not being able to do that and try at least do those things and see, you know, what I could or could not do. And if I wasn't able to do a certain activity or a certain thing, then I knew I wouldn't be able to to do it. But for the most part, you know, I have shortened arms because of my disability and the rotation of my arms is hindered because of that disability. Right. So you wouldn't think that I would be able to, you know, do indoor rock climbing right. or, you know, play basketball because I can't put my arms, you know, fully extend them above my head. But I can do that. I can play. I can do those events. It may, I may have to adjust the way I do it. Right. But I can be able to to do it, you know, to do those events right. and activities. Do Do you feel like, and I think I know the answer to this, but do you, do you think because of being a kid where you obviously were least likely to be picked for events that you wanted to be in, whether it was basketball, whatever, do you think that's right. kind of why you do what you do now, which is like advocating and speaking because you want to get your voice out there and you know what it's like to kind of be silenced and not, be heard by you know obviously kids on a much smaller level but um but yeah do you think that's kind of kind of what you do now yeah i think so and you know i want to just encourage people you know in their faith and in their belief in god to say hey you know this is what i have been through in my life and this is how god has used me to overcome the trials and difficulties that I have had to overcome and you know God can help you and can use you as well and even if they don't you know have a faith in God I can still encourage them to say hey you know this is what I have had to overcome you have to believe in yourself to be able to do what you want to do in your life as well. Right. Um, so, okay. So with, with, with the whole God thing, like, was there ever a point in your life, obviously your family instilled that in you, but was there ever a, a part in your life where you actually, whether hated him or cursed him or wondered why, not cursed him, but wondered why he right. cursed you, I mean. I want to say, you know, I don't know that I would ever say I believe that he cursed me, but there were times in my life where I wondered, you know, why God, you know, would have allowed me to be born the way that I was. Right, that's what I meant. Sorry, yeah. Right, no, that's fine. And, you know, I realized from, you know, reading the Bible and, coming to a more knowledge of who he is, that he made me this way and he allowed me to be born this way because he had a plan and a purpose for my life. Right. Oh, that's, that's and, a good way and of looking the, at it. Yeah. 
And, you know, the plan and purpose for my life was to encourage people and to inspire other people to do more with their life and more with what, you know, the, you know, possibilities that they had in their own life as well. Right. Now, I, I say this with all respect because I, 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 I feel this way. Like, do you, do you kind of like it that you're not normal? Because, I mean, people, I'm sure, will say, like, oh, you're obvious. I mean, or point out the obvious stuff where it's like with me with my eyes, a lot of people will just go, like, okay, yeah, there's something off about him. But it's like, yeah, I don't want to be, like, the normal person. And obviously, like, my disability kind of, I navigate life. Things are a little more difficult. But in a way, it makes me enjoy the journey a little more. And it makes me appreciate the things that I actually do end up having because of the sacrifices and the things that I've had to do to get to the point where I'm at. Sure. Yeah, I think so. I think I, you know, I, I wish at times that I was, had a normal body and that I was fully healthy, but I understand, you know, why I'm not. I, I, I'm, I'm okay with having a disability. You know, I'm not upset with it. I'm not angry with it. I'm not frustrated with it. Right. And I understand, you know, why. I am the way I am. Right. No, that's good. I mean, it's, it's, some people say like some of the things you have to do is you got to constantly to, to live a good life. You have to constantly put everything in perspective and put it and make it as positive, like spin everything in a positive direction because obviously the negativity and the, and the sadness eats at you. Um, right. But it's some, in, in, in someone's case like you, like it's, it's gotta be very difficult some days. Um, to spin it in a positive way, even though you always end up doing it, it it's got to be difficult. There's got to be some days where you're just like, I, I don't even know how I'm going to do it today. Even if you wake up tomorrow and you feel better about it, but during that 24 hour period or 10 hours or whatever, you, I'm sure there's days where you're just like, Ugh, I'm not feeling it. Right. And, and you now, and there definitely are still, you know, those days that I, that I feel that way, you know, but you know, you just have to, push through it and know that better days are coming. Right. Do you, do you constantly try to push your limitations? Cause obviously you talk about, you know, some of the things you couldn't do maybe when you were a little younger, but now you, 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 you tempt basketball and other sports. Um, right. Do you constantly try to push the boundaries and, and see what you actually can do and can't do? Um, I don't know how to do that anymore, but I mean, if, like, there's still things I want to try and do in my life, and one of those things is, is maybe going into one of those, you know, places that ha- is like the, um, I don't know what you want to call it, um, the skydiving, you know, places, you know, where they have the wind tunnels and everything. I want to try oh, okay. and do that at some point right. and see you know, see how well I can do that with, you know, with my arms. Right. That's one of the, you know, that's one of the things I would like to try and do at some point with, you know, with pushing the limitations. Right. Yeah. It's no, yeah. I mean, you could do it. Like it's, I think the more you overcome, especially now you're at an age where you kind of know what you want and who you are. So uh, I'm, I'm sure there's a, there, I mean, again, they always say when there's a will, there's a way. So right. there's a way to do it. It's all about people accommodating you and how you can figure it out for yourself and, you know, you, you being comfortable with doing it. Um, but, 
you know, you keep your mindset on, I'm going to do it, and, and you will. Right. Um, so, I mean, it, it must have, it definitely has to help that you had a good support system or have a good support system to help you get through life because, well, obviously, you know, you go through a lot of sadness and mental health when it comes to ha- just having a disability, regardless of whatever your disability is. But obviously, yours uh, has caused you a lot of grief and pain and, uh, you know, mentally and physically. So, um, yeah, it has to be a good thing that you had a good family to, growing up as a child. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, it definitely, it definitely did help. Right. What are some of the things your, your parents like taught you as far as just getting through life? Yeah. They, they, well, they taught me never to give up. You know, that, that was one of the biggest things that they taught me was never to, never to give up and to keep, you know, persevering and to see, you know, where life will lead me and see what, see what will happen in my, in life. You know, one of the things, for example, was I wanted to, I never did well in school. You know, I never did well with classes and with tests, and I would have to have, you know, like, I would have to have, you know, be homeschooled at times because I was out of school for so long because of the operations that I was going through there was a homeschool teacher that would come to the house and they, they would teach me from my house, you know, what the other students were learning. And so I never did well. And I wanted to go on and do, you know, college and be in college to see what else I could learn. And there was a meeting that I went to and my mom was there at the time, and my high school history teacher was there. And there was, you know, at this, at this meeting, he was asked, my high school history teacher was asked, you know, do you think that Dorsey will be able to make it in college? And he said, no, I don't think that Dorsey will be able to make it in I don't think he has the ability to make it. And then, you know, they asked me and I said, yeah, I think I can make it. And then they asked my mom and she said, well, if Dorothy thinks he can make it, he will. And I went into community college in August of 1996 when I started, you know, wanting to get my liberal arts degree. And the first couple of weeks were not easy for me. They were very difficult for me. I was learning new things and new classes and new subjects, which I didn't really, you know, sometimes understand. I didn't know really what I was getting myself into. And and the first couple of weeks were not easy for me. And I had a meeting, or not a meeting, but discussing with my mom about possibly even quitting and looking to do something else. And my mom said, look, you know, go a few more weeks, see what happens, and if you still not feeling well, if you still feel like you won't be able to make it, then we'll look to do, you know, we'll look at something else. 
And I found out that they had a faith-based group on the campus. And I went to that faith-based group, and I realized that they were accepting on me and that they were going to be an encouragement to me. And I kept on going. And it took me... <clears throat> It took me four years to graduate, but I was able to graduate, you know, two years community college. And even after that, I still felt like I wanted to go into ministry and, you know, speak to the young adults and speak to the youth. So I entered uh, the University of Valley Forks to study youth ministry. And in August of 2002, I got a call from my sister that my mom had suddenly passed away because of complications from a stroke that she had suffered back in August of that same year. Sorry to hear that, buddy. Thanks. And I still wanted to go on. I still wanted to see what could happen. And I still persevered and I still pushed forward and in August of or excuse me, in May fifth of two thousand five I graduated with a associate um excuse me, with a bachelor's degree in youth ministry. Well, that's that's great. That's got to be reassuring, though, especially for your mom because she she was she was in your corner and she said if you could do it, right? And and that probably was your kind of final step. It's like okay, she's gone now. She, you know, I have to finish this out because this is what she wanted, or it is you know what she stood up for me for. Um, so yeah, that, right. That's awesome. Um, so I mean, because and again, I I don't know why you put it, and I'm not. I, so you put it, uh, and I was, you know, was reading your profile, and you were saying having a disability, and then you, at the end you said uh, while being single. Um, is that something that you know affects you as far as just mentally? And um, you know, I don't know. Like I said, it was, it was at the very end of your profile, and it, it seemed to it kind of stood out. Um, right. It's not, it's, no, it doesn't affect me. It's just one of those goals and one of those I have in my heart is to one day be married and to find, you know, that wife that I want to be with and I want to spend, you know, the rest of my life with. And that's why I put it out there. And that's, you know, part of my story is to find that wife, you know, to, to be with. And I think that one of, you know, with, Having a disability, that's, you know, even a bigger accomplishment because I think, you know, for the most part, I don't know what the statistic is, but for the most part, I think a lot of people with disabilities, unfortunately, they don't end up getting married. They stay single for the rest of their life because they think, well, who's going to, you know, love me because of my disability, who's going to want to um, take care of me because of my disability. And even for myself, you know, I, there were times 
in my life when I look in the mirror and I wonder, you know, who's going to love me because of my disability and because of my facial disfigurement. And, you know, that my hope and my dream is that someone's not going to look at my, you know, facial disfigurement. They'll just look at me for who I am and say, hey, I'm falling in love with Dorset because of, you know, who he is on the inside. And I'm going to marry him because of who he is. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's very heartbreaking. I, I know I know how you feel, though, honestly. I, I, I go through it, and I don't have as many problems as you do, but I, I you know, I wonder that. I mean, and I've had, for, I've been fortunate enough where I have gone on dates and been with women and so on, but, you know, you, you we're in a culture where everything is visual and, and, and people say they want what's inside and all that, but in reality, it's it's mainly about looks. Right, and when you have something that's so noticeable to the eye, that's just different. Even if it doesn't, whether it creeps them out or scares them or whatever, or they just don't like it, or it's just something that makes them feel something inside. Um, and a lot of it's just kind of their insecurities. But for a person like you, who's just a very sweet person and, and really has a lot to offer, it's just when you look just from the outside, it's like, oh, okay, that's not something I'm used to, so I I, I can't get with that. And it's like, right, um. Yeah, it's got to be very frustrating because that is something that when people who have advocates or people who are in the disabled community, that's one of the things that isn't really discussed that much as far as is, is dating, the dating life, because it, especially depending on the disability you have, you know, whether you're in a wheelchair or whatever, like you have a lot of trouble because there's not a lot of people out there. There's not a lot of options. Um, yeah. And a lot of people aren't is open-minded. Like if you think about it, who are the most open-minded people out there? Well, you probably could say the disabled people, but because, right. because we have to be, we have to think outside the box all the time. We always have to think of other options because there's a lot of times, a lot of times we get no's uh, and not just with dating, just in general jobs, whatever. And yeah. So, and so we always have to constantly look, you know, we have to think of a plan B and C and D. Uh, even if we're, we're committed to a, we still have to have other options because, or at least other scenic routes, because, you know, a lot of times we get told no, um, and, and mm-hmm. bring it back to the dating. Like, yeah, it's, you know, and it strips your confidence and then you do what you do. Like, and what I've done where you eventually, maybe you feel good one day, but then I don't know someone rejects you or, or whatever. You just, you're just laying at home and your mental health and your, your demons are floating around your head telling you that you're ugly and you look at the mirror right. and now you're taking it out on yourself. Um, and that's the worst part because, you know, you think, cause you start to think these irrational things of like, well, if no, no one's jumping on board to spend time with me, then maybe it is that I'm ugly. Maybe I am not worth anything. And it's, it's not the case, but your mind wanders. And, and if you don't have anyone to kind of silence those wonders, well, you're going to end up going to that dark place, unfortunately. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, it's good that you still have the faith and, and, and just, you know, like I said, you're still open to it. Um, just, you know, keep, keep your options out there. You know, I mean, again, I, I don't really suggest dating sites to people because they really are awful, but you, you, you gotta, you gotta keep your options open and you gotta try. If you don't try, then you probably won't succeed. So, you know, you right. just, just gotta keep putting yourself out there. 
Um, and by you doing what you're doing by speaking and all that, like you're putting yourself in circles where at some point you might meet somebody and I hope you do. Um, and I think you will just cause like I said, you're, you're a really good person. So just got to keep pushing. Yeah. Going back to the dating site, you know, that you mentioned, right. I was on there, you know, I've been on several, you know, my lifetime and, you know, people have always, you know, recommended, Hey, go on the dating site, go on the dating site. And I try to put, you know, my profile out there, I'll put a picture up on there. And, you know, even recently, it was supposedly a, you know, quote-unquote Christian dating site. And there was, you know, I don't know if, was, if there were actually a real person or like a bot or a fake profile. Mm, a lot of them, yeah. But I had, you know, I had people ask me, you know, you know, why do you look like that? You look scary or, you know, you look like a monster. I'm like, seriously? I mean, this is supposed to be a, a you know, good Christian dating site and, you know, I'm getting to ask these questions. Right. It's crazy. That's got to be so I've given, I've, Go ahead, buddy. Go ahead. No, I think I've, I've given up on the dating site. Come on, like, uh, forget it. <laughs> yeah, it... it, it Honestly, it makes you feel even worse about yourself because there is so much rejection. There is so many people you just say hello and like I'm not very religious, so you're going or you're going about it in a different way, but it makes a lot of sense of you know the conclusion that you're coming to because yeah, if people are telling you that and they're supposed to be these holy people and about God and happiness and all these things and they're and they're telling you that you're a monster, it's like, really? Like do we believe in the same book here? Like are we on the right. same side? Um and then, then that, then that's kind of the other, obviously the the other op, the other side of the whole, you know, being religious. There's a lot of people that aren't as genuine about what they believe in, and they, you know, they don't, you know, practice what they preach. And there's a lot of people that just use it as like a way of making them seem like they're better people. Um, right. Whereas you're someone who's all about it, and it's something that you know is deep inside you, and it's something you you live your whole life by. Um. And so, and, and and it comes down to it. It's like, you're kind of, you know, you're a simple guy you have, but you, you're a good guy. You have a lot to offer. It's just the reality of it is what when people say they want, whatever they want. Oh, I want a great guy that usually in, there's usually a bunch of, you know, how they have like the, the medication commercials and then they have a bunch of small print of things, you know, it's like that where it's just like, yeah, this may cause cancer. Whereas like this, you know, yeah, I would like a great guy. But he has to have a car and, you know, not have a disability and, and so many right. other things and be in shape and white teeth and all these things. And you could have you could have seven of those 10 things. But if you don't have those other three, you're not the perfect guy or whatever. Yeah. Um, but like the goal is just to stick to who you are. Not I mean, obviously, you can't you know how you look is something that maybe you can't help. But everything inside you just got to continue to be who you are because once you start changing, because the one thing is there's no other you. You're the only person. As long as you're original and you're your own person, you're not following anyone else. Um, that's something special. And, and, you know, whether you die tomorrow, and same with me, like if I die tomorrow, like I know I'm a fighter. I'm a, know I'm a person who cares. I have empathy and I'm loyal. And it's a lot of qualities that you can't buy out here. So right. you could go to your grave knowing that you were at least a good person and not that you want to die anytime soon, but you know what I mean? Like, it's just, those are the type of qualities that 99% of people just don't have. And so you just got to continue to just be you. And like I said, it, it, I, I feel your pain, but 
I have been fortunate in, in a lot of areas and, and, and it's just, it, it's still, it's so frustrating. Um, you just got to keep, and like I said, I think what, what can help you the most is the fact that you're in these circles where you're, you're advocating and you're around people, especially being at church and, you know, you're, you're kind of in circles where there are kind people around you. Um, right. And so I think there will be a chance where someone will take a shot at you and actually re- like realize what your, your real worth is. Um, yeah. And the fact that you're so honest about your story, um, because you don't have to tell it. You could just sit in the dark and just not, you just be afraid of, of humankind and just, you know, let the people get to you. But you come out and you show, you know, what you're about. And, and like I said, you, you advocate for people you don't have to advocate for. You can just be selfish right. and, and that's, that's okay. Cause you know, naturally we are a selfish, you know, being and humans, but you do it. And because I know, I mean, I'm assuming you do it because you, you don't want other people like you to just sit around and do nothing. You want, you want people to come out like you and, and be happy and try to live with what they have. Cool. Um, so, yeah, so just getting into what, what, what is the, what is the main reason that you advocate for people with disabilities and people with your condition? Just to, you know, like I said earlier, just to encourage them, just to help them to, you know, do more and to be able to, you know, not just sit back and say, you know, what was me, but to say, hey, I can, I can do, you know, these things that, you know, I didn't think I could do before. Right. Um, so I always like, you know, I have people on with many different conditions on, you know, there's a lot of people, you know, you're, you're of age and, and you're at a place where you kind of, like I said earlier, you know where you are, but there's a lot of people kind of starting from the beginning right now. There are people that, you know, it could be someone with the same condition as you or someone just having a disability, but they're struggling with it and they're trying to fit in, in this world. And, you know, God knows how hard that is. Um, do you have any kind of like encouraging words for someone who's just kind of mentally just going through the works of, you know, all that life can throw at you. Yeah. I would just say, you know, don't, it's hard sometimes not to do this, but I would say don't become a what was me person, but just, you know, look at yourself and say, you know, maybe even write down a list of things that you want to try and do in your life or try and, accomplish in your life and say, hey, I'm going to try and do these 10 things and try and do those things and, you know, don't make it out to be, you know, 10 things that you're not, that you know in in and over yourself that you're not going to be able to do, but try, you know, try to do, you know, try to make, you know, lists that you think that you can do and then say, hey, I was able to do these five things and, and, you know, you know, just focus on those five things that you were able to do. And each day, you know, get up and try to do five more things that you're going to, you were able to do that five new things that you're able to do. And surround yourself with people that, you know, like myself and like, you know, like you that are going to be able to encourage them and, you know, help them to do 
more things and be able to just be there for them instead of, you know, sitting in your in your house or in your bedroom or wherever you may be and say, Hey, what was me? Why you know, I can't do this or I can't do that. But and some of those things you're not gonna be able to do but just be able to try and accomplish things that in your own mind that you think that you're gonna be able to to do in your in your life. Right. Yeah. Uh you know, again, I I don't know if anyone's ever said this to you, but and again, trust me, I'm not hitting on you. You're you're a very beautiful person, like really, you're very inspiring. I think what you do, thank you. Um, I know what you look like, and and I, it does not matter to me. And I'm not saying that just because you're on my podcast, um, you know. But like the energy that you give off, like it's very kind and genuine, and that translates into how you look. Like it, it right. like whatever it is, like you know, when people say like, oh, you look like a monster, but it's like what is the energy that you give off? You don't give off monstrous energy. Like you really right. are a good person. You're very kind. And that's, that's very, very hard to find. Um, do, do you have any like real friends in your life? Oh yeah. I got, I definitely have several, several friends in my life that I'm very close to. Oh good. Well, if you, like I said, if you ever need anyone to talk to, you got a friend here, I will answer the phone for you anytime. Um, Thank you. Just want you to know, like I said, I'm not, you know, I don't want you to, you know, again, I go through my problems too. I, I had a rant on Facebook right. yesterday, <laughs> so I, I, I have my problems, but like I said, if you ever need anything or anyone to talk to, I, I don't, I'm not just going to treat you as a guest. Like I genuinely am here for you anytime. Um, Thank you. Like I said, I know how life can be very hard and, and I know your life is harder than mine and you know, not that we're comparing. It's just in general, like I know you go through a lot of shit and like I said, I, you always have love and you have a friend here if you ever need anything. Thank you. I appreciate that. Of course. Um, is there anything else you want to say? Well, just, you know, thank you for having me on your show and I have my own book out, you know, called Overcoming. It's a faith-based book, but it's like, you know, my entire story. Okay. It's on... Um, it's on my website, www.dorsey.lockministries.com or dorseylock.com. Okay. And if you want to buy the paperback, you can buy it that way. And you can also, um, I'll also, you know, it'll come to me, I'll sign it. And, you know, I'll ship it out to you guys or whoever whoever wants to buy it. Okay. I will I will buy a copy. Um, okay. Um. But when, when this, it's going to be a little while until it comes out because I have so many other episodes done. Uh, right. I, I will let you know when it comes out. But when, when you, or when I do put it out, I will ask you for a link to your website and I will put it in the okay. description of the episode. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Okay, buddy. Thank you again for this. Okay. If you, uh, like I said, yeah. we're going to keep in touch. Sounds good. Thank you. All right, brother. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Ah, that was, that was very sweet. I like him. I sound like such a nice guy in that episode. <laughs> I just realized, like, there's times where I just like, ugh, TJ, shut up. But I'm like, oh, look, his kindness. Like, I don't, I don't know. I, th- I just have such empathy for people like that. Like, and that, I guess that sounds wrong. I'm so not politically correct, but uh, he's just such a good guy, and like, you just feel for him, man. Like, I, I know he, he's not, he doesn't want that. I just, like I said, he's such a good guy, and I just, I really hope nothing but the best for him. Like, literally, if he got everything I've been wanting in life, I wouldn't be mad, because I, I just, he deserves it. Um, 
and yeah, and, and I don't know. Like I said, what a good dude. I, I'm happy that I got to know him, and, and I guess I we're gonna, I'm gonna force my friendship on him. Um, no, I don't know. Like I said, he doesn't have to talk to me, but I think he'll talk to me. Um, I'm that confident today. Uh, anyway, guys, thanks for the support. Um, as I said, I actually did an episode. I just, I think I'm gonna delete it. I don't, I don't, I don't. I just was angry and pissed off. But yeah, I went on a Facebook rant the other day. So. Um, about just disloyal people and ghosting and all that. And so you now know the time frame of when I did this episode. I don't know what it is, March 28th, I think. Anyway, uh, so like I said, this is, I don't even, I have to think of what episode this is going to be in the intro, so you'll hear it then. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I've been going through my problems and battling just as a quick update on me, but um, I don't know. I'll be all right. I'll figure it out one way or another. Uh, but yeah, I genuinely do love you guys. Thank you for all the support. I really do appreciate it. And, um, you know, I'll see you guys on the next one. All right. Thanks guys. Bye.